Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. People buy on emotion and are moved into action by logic. We buy on emotion and we move into action based on logic. So even those people who claim to buy logically do so because most of the time it makes them feel good. So when you hit on a person's needs and you give them what they desire, emotion will rule the day. They're thinking, hey, you're solving my problems. So when we first come into contact with someone who's discovering their problems, uncovering them, getting them exposed, you can help them overcome And you can do this by being present in the here and now with the customer. And this will give you a chance to be really thinking about the end result. Overcoming their problems is really the end result. And by doing this, you're going to be present with them. And by doing this, you're going to be thinking about them owning your product. So as you research your customer design a plan to work with them in the process, your messaging is better when you provide information more in terms of actual narratives as opposed to just spewing out features of your product. So in creating the narrative, we begin to see that end result before we even meet with that prospective customer. So we want to make sure that we are assuming all the time that we're coming from the position of them owning your product. I want people to feel like uh, while I'm going through it that they actually own it. So they're feeling that they're taking their buy that they have the buy-in, so to speak, throughout the presentation process. So I've opened, I've operated, I've started, I've developed, I've bought, I've transitioned many companies over the years and one company and one business that I bought, I brought, I bought two uh, franchise. I actually, I bought four franchises in a city uh, for a ladies' workout facility, and this was uh, many years ago when you know there was no g- gender neutral stuff. So we actually had what was called a ladies' workout facility. I don't think they're in business anymore, but they're very similar to like a curves concept, which also I'm not sure if it's around that much, but if you remember the brand or you remember the concept, it was come in and work out on in 30 days. It was like the microwave style, you know, get in, get out. There weren't um, showers and facilities there. You could change your clothes in the restroom. And so it was just a simple concept. And we, of course, have 30-minute workouts or, you know, uh, places like this all over the place today at that time back in the turn of this century this century uh, we didn't have that many it was just sort of a thing that was beginning then uh, what was cool about it or or what was difficult about it was I was the guy who bought these and I opened I transitioned one that was already open and then I started my first one of the four um, so I had, would have been my second business, uh, with this workout express and it was pretty, 
darn exciting because uh, I know that I was able to put on 400 members within our first four months of one that we, uh, you know, set up and developed and started from scratch. And that 400 was the number that we needed to be able to break even. So to be able to start a business and and break even, get to the point of break even of that magnitude within four months was quite a, a feat. And I can remember people coming by like from other uh, gyms and facilities and people inside the company of the franchise were like interviewing. They wanted to know how we were able to do that. Um, one of the big things that we did is we just worked through this whole process of assuming that people, when they came in, that they they owned the product. And so we walked them through as if we were teaching them how to use the product from the moment they came in to take a look at it uh, from their perspective coming in to find out if this is something that they wanted to do. But for me, that was a hot prospect. And so I, t- I taught um, our managers and our staff to be able to assume the business from the moment that the person walked in the door. So we had our presentation down. We knew our product. Um, and the most important thing is, is we would engage with that prospect from the moment that they actually walked in the door. Um, we, you know, obviously simple stuff like, thanks for coming in today. Um, and, and then we would find something about them, about their day. And we would also find something out about them that we could genuinely compliment them on and make them feel comfortable, warm up to us and develop that beginning stages of developing that trust. Um, so, uh, then I would just, the process was kind of like this. I'll explain, you know, um, a few of the benefits, um, so that, you, you know, you, you can begin to understand how this workout can work for you and how you can get it to fit into your lifestyle, busy lifestyle, um, uh, with just 30 minutes a day and you can get a full body workout. Now, obviously I'm a little rusty right now, <laughs> you know, g- gathering this from my mind from, uh, 15, uh, 16 years ago. However, um, I'd go through the, you know, the presentation, it's only $30 a month. Uh, it's, you know, basically it's a dollar a day. If you work out three times, um, uh, a week. I mean, if you look at it, like if you work out three times a week, 12 times a month, you can actually get a reduced insurance company, uh, from your insurance company. And so it'll reduce the price from 30 down to $18. And, um, and the reality is that's a buck 50 for every workout, less than what you're probably spending on soda and snack during the day. So that was the, you know, the, the, you know, the easy pitch, uh, so to speak, and then we just get them to agree when you agree with that. And then, of course, they did. Um, but then I would take it from this, this perspective. Come on over and let's take a look at our process. Let me just show you the process of how our, how our program works. And, you know, it'll only take a few minutes. So then we would just walk them right over to one of the machines. And we had like 15 um, hydraulic machines uh, that worked out different aspects of the body. And, and we'd do this rotation. So... You know, you would go through um, a rotation, and um, it was like 60 seconds, and um, this rotation would then take you through, um, or maybe it was 90 seconds. I can't remember exactly now, <laughs> but uh, I was 90 seconds. So they would work out for 90 seconds, and they'd get up, and there'd be a 30-second, and then a 90 seconds, and that's how it worked out to a 30 
a 30 minute uh, workout in a very um, compromise or in a very not compromised, but in a very structured uh, format that would not uh, compromise your time. And it was pretty, you know, you just work yourself into rotation. Um, so it was always working where there weren't really uh, people standing around waiting for a machine. Well, um, some of the, you know, when you're dealing with the, the concept of let's, let's talk about how some of the objections that we would, would have, we handled those objections before they became objections. Okay. Um, so by putting them right into the model, we were pulling away the fear, you know, the fear of, of, of say fear could be the fear of not knowing, uh, fear of change, fear of, um, not understanding how it might work for them, fear of um, inadequacy, um, all, all of those fears that one would happen. And, and that sometimes is an unspoken objection because people don't a lot of times want to talk about it and they can go unnoticed. You know, the objection of quality by then placing them on a machine, we'd take them over and if there was a heavy rotation, you know, we would just rotate in. And we'd place them on a machine and we'd allow them to see the value of what the machine did for them. And if there was an objection of time, which there always is when people are coming in to take a look at workout, and most people just start pressed for time. And by getting them to agree that 30 minutes a day in and out um, was a total reasonable way to be able to come in and work out. And the in- inadequacy of not knowing uh, what to do for a workout. That was taken away because it was just structured. You'd sit down. We, we'd walk you through your first session, show you how to use proper form. Everything was very uh, simple. And there was always a person, a staff member on the floor uh, working with people and sharing with them. So there was a semi-private or semi-structured um, process for you know to be coached while you were actually going through it. If you chose to, if you wanted to, you could ask somebody and help with you know, your form, et cetera. And of course, we handled the objection of price right up front, and you heard that. So whatever your business is, if you have, if, if, if you have to be thinking about your major um, objections right now, because you should be relating to this type of business. It doesn't have to be a similar type of business. What I want you to do is be thinking about your objections and... What are those objections? And then how can you work that into the conversation so that they really don't become objections? Because objections are the things that if you're not handling this right and presenting right, are going to drive you out of business. And what we found, and we, we, when we opened that store and we went through the whole process of 400 members, we went back through our numbers and we found that 93% of those that came through the door on an appointment, uh, became a member. 81% of the people who just walked in off the street to learn about uh, our product uh, became a member. And so, and that's not bad. I mean, those are really good numbers. And let's say uh, somebody would say something like, well, look, I need to talk to my husband before I get started. You know, we just, we knew how to respond to that, you know, um, I totally understand, um, you know, the feel felt found. I, I know where you're coming from, you know, in my family, if I'm going to spend additional money for something, I usually want to talk it over. 
uh, with my spouse, but do you think your husband will care when in 30 days you come home with more energy, you're feeling better, you're looking great, and barely taking any additional time out of your schedule? In fact, you could do it without him even missing you. Um, uh, on your way to work, on your lunch hour, or on your way home at night. So working through objections is like, it, it really is knowing what they are, doing the research, the design, creating the messaging that's going to go through that. And that's the first three parts of, of uh, preparation through the hex, the hex that I developed about how to do anything and everything more efficiently. And if you take this concept and you work through your objections in your mind and then you design the plan and you create the messaging, you understand that buying your product is most likely an emotional game. And let's face it, you know, we want, we all want to feel warm. We want to have this nice fuzzy feeling of excitement about buying a new product. Um, And really, when you think about that, that's purely emotion. And that is the real problem you're going to be solving when you think about it is the, the, the feeling of inadequacy. You're going to be solving that. The feeling of, I don't feel very good about myself, whether it's in fitness or nutrition or insurance or real estate, it doesn't matter. That feeling of, when I buy this home, I'm going to feel better. Um, when I buy this home, I'm going to get out of the chaos that I'm living in in my current life. My state of confusion is going to go away. So you're helping to solve those emotional challenges. And by doing so, it's a win-win situation. You're helping them solve their challenges. That's a win for them. And then you are winning by getting a new customer and bringing them in and being able to build a relationship with somebody through this format. So people buy on emotion and are moved into action by logic. So go solve some problems and feel the emotion uh, that others are feeling. And that's going to create a very happy day for you to be able to do more for others and give you that chance to build a relationship with somebody that you may not otherwise have had. Feelings. People buy on emotion. They truly buy on emotion. Logic is how they justify what they just bought. And as they drive away, they will be justifying what it is that they just bought. And you know that feeling. But justification is you'll talk yourself back into why my emotions allowed me to do this. And you'll you'll show up at home and discuss the logical value of why you just purchased whatever it is that you purchased. Watch this happen. I'm sure you've seen it happen in your life. And that's the way people buy. So working those objections and getting it across to them is going to be the the best answer for you to be able to get people to overcome those objections before they actually become objections. You're clearing the deck. You're clearing the slate. You're making it highly effective for you and them to be able to purchase without having to make multiple decisions to do so.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com. I had a question come to me this week. Uh, I was working with a gentleman in a very small business, pretty much a startup, yet he has been doing a tremendous amount of presentations and working to get business, gain business, and grow his business. And one of the key questions that he had to me was, "Is how can I build my presentation so I don't get any objections? And my answer was, uh, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you're going to get objections. And that's all part of doing business because the first thing is is to understand really what an objection truly is. A lot of people take objection as rejection. And just because even if you, you know, go and look up the definition of an objection, you're going to see that it is a reason or argument that offers some sort of disagreement or opposition or refusal or disapproval. And it is and, and because I mean, because of this, we look at it as a negative con- connotation. We look at it as a negative way that people are responding to us with respect to perhaps getting them to attempt to purchase what you have, uh, your product or you as a person, or perhaps they're uh, objecting over an idea or a concept that you're working with. The key thing is to understand that objections are really good because they allow you to to it allows you to ha- open your mind to other opportunities and it also allows you to start to see things through another perspective through the um person that you're working with and what how it is that they're actually viewing what it is that you're offering so the number one thing is is just expect them they're going to happen and Try not to look at them as a negative. Try not to look at them as um, a a challenge and difficulty and protest and opposition, but more look at it as a way to refine, more look at it as a way. Many times I realize that we talk about objections not really being questions, yet a lot of times objections come across as I need more information and a person may be objecting to getting involved with you or going in business with you or purchasing your product or purchasing you as a person that they're going to be doing some sort of work with. And as a result, there's something, there's a reflection or there's something that's coming across that you have to get to the bottom of. So preventing objections is really not the issue. The issue is more about working through objections. And so in order to do that, first thing is, is we just have to listen really closely. We have to get really good at listening. And our first reaction when we hear what sounds like an objection is to jump in right away and react or even respond immediately. And I want you to try and really resist in this temptation. (laughs) That's a difficult thing for me to say. It's also a difficult thing for me to do sometimes. Yet each and every time I'm faced with an objection, I do my best to listen very closely and resist the temptation to jump in immediately and provide or react 
with what I feel might be what they're actually uh, coming to. And so this creates then a defensiveness that sets, sets you on a course that is probably going to cause you to get denied um, with whatever it is that you're working through. Now, take time to listen to the objection and listen to it in its entirety, if you can. And um, tra- training ourselves to not look at it in a negative way is really, really important um, because a lot of people themselves are protective and defensive when they feel like they're, try- they're, they're getting sold something, when they feel like they're not ready or prepared for something, um, or they just don't, or they're confused. And so when we listen to the objection completely and we understand what that objection is, then it's easier for us to articulate it and it gives us a chance to, um, to, to then respond to it properly. So think about, um, think about this idea. You know, if, if somebody offers an objection and, and maybe they're even kind of angry in the way that they're objecting, know that a person who's not at all interested will most likely not object. A person who's interested and may think that they have some th- something to negotiate out of or into or negotiate through is going to offer objections. And a person who wants more information is going to offer objections. And a person who is has some sort of interest is going to offer some kind of objection. Uh, so... Sometimes you can just say, um, what else do you have? Is there anything else that you really have? And then you want to respond. You want to respond and you want to do it with confidence uh, to the objection. Clarify to make sure that, you know, repeat it back to them. Um, Repeat the objection back to the person. And then um, continue on with the conversation. Continue on understanding that um, a lot of times I'll ask, uh, you know, let me clarify what, what you just said. And then I go through the actual objection that they mentioned. And then um, I'll offer um, up some information. I'll offer up some information about what it is they're objecting. Maybe they're objecting on price. Maybe they're objecting on uh, fear of some kind. And maybe they're objecting on something that, that hasn't made sense that helps them understand the benefit of what I have to offer. And so then I'll, I'll go back and make sure that I understand the objection fully, make sure that I'm getting to the root of the objection and that it is a real concern of theirs. And it's not just something that they're throwing out in an attempt to, to um, uh, not have to say no. So we want to make sure we're getting to that and and then, um, and then just respond to it and give them the information that you have per, and be specific as possible. Don't ever wing it. Don't ever give them something that isn't, you know, it's half truth. It's better to say, I don't have the answer to that right now. I'm willing to get that. Hold on one second and, and see if you can keep them right there and keep the dialogue going. The longer you can keep the dialogue going with somebody, the better off you're going to be. And so... Once you've actually then responded um, and you've, 
you provided the answer that you feel is the solution for them, then you can say, does that make sense? You know, to to get, uh, figure out if there's more to it. Um, are we on the same page? Um, did I give you the answer that you were looking for? Is there anything else? Um, and this gives you a chance to get them to close that objection. And then once you close that objection, you can uh, move forward back into the presentation or down the level of, um, you know, uh, of closing them and getting them closed to doing business with you, closed to uh, agreeing to whatever it is that you're working through. And this is a, a powerful piece when you're going through objections. And, and just remember, objections are real. Objections happen all the time. Uh, prepare for them. Most of the objections that you're going to be getting, you can preempt and be ready for them after you've done enough presentations with a product and, and talking about who you are as a person and who you are as a, a product, who you are as a company. And, and you've provided the right features and benefits and perhaps with enough testimonials. And you've done this enough times and you refined it and you've put most of your um, common objections right into your presentation then the process of being able to get through these objections is going to be a heck of a lot easier for you. Um, right now, at this very moment, I'm working on my course, Working With Objections. So once that uh, is finished and comes out, you'll have an opportunity to go to my course, Working With Objections, and how you too can learn to master this whole idea around objections.